Let's um, let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter eight this evening, and we'll begin reading in verse ten, and read read a couple of verses here right down to verse twenty-one. And uh, beginning in verse ten, and straightway he entered into a ship with his disciples and came into the parts of Dalmanutha. And the Pharisees came forth and began to question with him, seeking of him a sign from heaven, heaven, tempting him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and saith, Why doth this generation seek after a sign? Verily I say unto you, there shall no sign be given unto this generation. And he left them, and entering into the ship again departed to the other side. So we see, just just uh, really, when you think about the the many stories of Jesus, it's almost a typical thing where he's uh, having a conversation with a, a, a few Pharisees who were in, in debate with him. And then he enters into the, a ship. They, he often ministered around the seaside there. And now he's going to go in that ship with the disciples in verse 14. Now, the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned amongst themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? And when Jesus knew it, he said, saith unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes see ye not, and having ears hear ye not, and do ye not remember? When I, spake, uh, when I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? They said unto him, Twelve. So notice, notice how quick they were in, in getting, the, getting the answer to him when, when it, they knew it. When the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? They said, Seven. And he said unto them, How is it that you do not understand? And there are a lot of things that the, the disciples, of course, over the course of their they're walking with Jesus that they would have observed. A lot of things that I'm sure you would imagine in their conversations, both recorded in Scripture and, and not recorded in Scripture, that he would have mentioned to them, he would have been trying to teach them. And yet what, what he found in them was really they, they, they had an understanding of some things, they could remember some things that were facts, but there were certain things that they couldn't understand. And he asked them the question, don't you understand? You know, after all that, you understood, you saw the miracle of the, the, the loaves. And, you know, in, in that, that first instance, how many baskets full of fragments took you up? They answered him. They said 12. In that another instance there, he asked a question and he says, how many baskets full of, of fragments took, took you up? They said seven. So they were there. They, they knew the facts of that. But those, those two things that they knew were far less, far less valuable to know than the other things that Jesus was trying to teach them. And, you know, sometimes we're guilty of this as well as, as the, similarly to the disciples. Sometimes we can be a bit like game show Christians. You know, we know some of the, the trivial things of Christianity. You know, it was pretty impressive there, Caleb immediately knew how many psalms there were. All right, some of you learned something new tonight, maybe. Um, some of you will know how many books of the Bible there are, right? Anyone, anyone know that? 
right, 66. Okay, some of you are like, oh, is this, is this a trick question? Right? You know the first book of the Bible, right? You know some of those things. You, some of you know more trivial things. Some of you would know the cave that where Abraham buried Sarah. Anyone? I'm asking because I'm trying to, trying to remember myself. But if, if we were to tonight have a, a bit of a Bible quiz, some of you would be absolutely brilliant at that. You'd know. You'd know the details. You'd know. You'd have some trivial facts about the Bible. And yet, we could know a lot, and we could have observed a lot, and there were some things that, you know, when, when it came down to it, they knew. And it wasn't so much a rebuke there that Jesus gave, but what he was trying to demonstrate was there were a lot of things you've, you've recalled, but there were a lot of things that you should have known that you didn't recall. And there's a lot that we can go through in the Word of God, and, and I would encourage you, if you've not done so, if you've not, never read through your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you should. We spoke on Sunday afternoon with a group of our young adult men, and the, the topic was how to study your Bible. Now, I feel like I didn't do a very good job explaining that. There was a lot to cover. That's actually a Bible Institute course, and uh, maybe one that we'll do this coming year. But the, the point I was trying to make to them was that there's a lot of things that we ought to know about the Word of God, and it, it comes with just reading and understanding and knowing. And, and yet there's a lot of Christians in our world today who are full of knowledge, who when it comes down to it, they can spit out the facts and they treat the Bible like a, just, a, just, just the answer book to a Bible quiz. But when it comes to it, Jesus is asking them the same question, don't you understand? Don't, don't you understand what I'm speaking about? And and there was a depth to the, the question there that Jesus was asking. And I think about, you know, the, there's you know, a world today where there's a whole heap of information available at, the, uh, at our finger, fingertips. We, uh, there's a lot of things that, that our children and, and ourselves can learn and know about. And I think sometimes we mistake knowledge in the Christian life for what the Christian life is about. You know, I think about the... Today we have, you know, all of these fantasy leagues that really any kind of sports you can get involved in. And if you're a sports person or you're just a sports nut, you know you're a statistics person, right? My Malachi is, he is really into basketball right now. And, and even last summer he was really into cricket. And if you talk to him um, and, and you start him on that, he will just spit out facts and, and statistics about different things he's read about different players and different teams. Spew out. You may be caught in that whirlwind of facts <laughs> that he's going to spew out. And there's a lot of these people who have that knowledge when it comes to sport. And they'll be very good at fantasy sports because they'll recall, okay, if I, if I buy this player, actually they're, they're on a good season this year and they're going to really do well but we wouldn't call them sports people, would we? We wouldn't say that they're on, say, on the same par as athletes, right? We wouldn't say, wow, they're great sports, that's a great sports person. Because we understand that there's a bridge that needs to be crossed between knowledge and action. Knowledge and application. 
And there's a lot of people who just have a great knowledge of the Bible and, and have a lot, of, a lot of those things that they know which chapter to turn to and, you know, they know the longest name in the Bible. And they'll know all of those details that, yes, they're important to know, but that's as far as it gets. And what they are, they can become a little bit like the disciples here in this particular part of the Scriptures, and they've just become game show Christians. They're just contestants in a game. And the disciples, they, they had seen so many miracles. They had just seen another. They had just seen, the, again, the, how the, the Lord dealt with those that thought they were experts in the law but were really, really just empty of, of all the, the spirit of the law. And the question he, that he asked the disciples what was there, what we read in verse 21, how is it that ye do not understand? And, and what it was is they had somehow, they had trivialized and they had, they had really not seen the true value of Scripture. And, and that's really this, to observe it in real life. To see it in application. To see it lived out in our, in our lives. To see it... You know, in, in the way that we see things, it's, it's become, it ought to become the filter of which we judge life. And, and there's a, the, the great challenge of Scripture there. But they had trivialized somehow, even as they were with the Lord Himself, the very things that, that Jesus was trying to teach them. And, and, and maybe that's you. And I want to give you some symptoms tonight that maybe, if I could, have you to to examine yourselves. And the first thing that we see here about, about the disciples that, is that, that they saw what was surface or basic or peripheral. You know, in the grand scheme of what Jesus was answering, the things that they knew, they were quite surface. They were quite peripheral. They were sort of just the, the surface-level knowledge. Um, when he began to ask about the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod, their immediate response was, did anyone feed Jesus? <laughs> they were all, they were just looking at the physical level of things. They were just looking at the peripheral, the surface of the, the question. And, and what Jesus was trying to do was give them a spiritual truth. He was trying to give them some understanding, some things that they should have observed and and by the way, they had just dealt with the Pharisees. By the way, they had, they had just seen all of the things that Herod was doing and, and they should have understood in their observation. They should have understood life with the filter of Scripture. They should have understood what Jesus was speaking about here, but they didn't. Instead, they saw what was peripheral or what was immediate. And I think about the, the many times even in, in the dealing with the woman at Samaria. Remember when they came back, all they can think about was food. And Jesus himself, he said, I have meat to do that you know not of. Uh, my meat is to do the will of my Father. And, and they misunderstood that his purpose there was to win that woman. Their purpose there was just to make a quick pit stop to eat. And what had happened was they, just, they, they, were, so, they were just so uh, attached to the immediate they, that they forgot that this, they're dealing with the, 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 the Lord Jesus, who is God himself, who is the truth. And so they saw it was peripheral. And, and sometimes as Christians, we can be game show Christians 
when we just see the peripheral, we just see the immediate. We don't look at the bigger picture. We don't look at what can be and we don't look with perhaps eyes of faith. And instead of seeing the spiritual, they see, we, we see the physical. And, you know, there's, there's too many Christians who have a lot of knowledge. And by the way, can I remind you, the Bible says knowledge puffs up. And I think about even Job, how he went through what he went through, and he was already a great man. He was a just man who eschewed evil. He, he was someone who was prosperous because of the, just God's blessing on his life, the character that he showed. But even Job, when he understood at the end when he, what he went through, he said, you know, I, I heard of you, now I see you. You know, it wasn't just the hearing of what God was and who God was. It was the living out of it. And, and sometimes that's why God uh, sometimes allows us to go through some trouble and trying because He wants to see if we can actually apply what we know. He wants to see if our knowledge is, uh, if our faith is somehow just peripheral or is it something that we can actually use to, to journey through this life that will result in us growing and understanding and seeing him the way he needs to be seen. And what had happened was here, really, this was a test, and sometimes God allows those. And someone once astutely said, there's no testimony without a test. And often when we hear a testimony of how God has done something, it's because really it's the knowledge of it became the reality of it. And so maybe you've just stuck to the peripheral. Maybe there's a lot of things you know. And, you know, sometimes there's Christians who live this way. They're game show Christians. They have a lot of Bible knowledge, but they act very unbiblically. They see that, they're read, they're, that reading perhaps their Bible is good, but they don't show how they're applying it in their lives. And that's, that's, that's a symptom. They, they saw what was peripheral. But then notice what else he was saying here. Look at verse 15. So he, he charges them saying, take heed. And, and, you know, God sees deeper, doesn't he? He's saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Now, what was he talking about there? We, we know because we have the scripture. Look at Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, and a good way and, and the best way to study Scripture is to study, study it by comparing Scripture with Scripture. And so he gives further meaning about this. In the meantime, verse 1, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people insomuch that they trod upon one another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, because ye of the leaven, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, and then notice what he says, which is hypocrisy. And we, we understand, we connect that when we look at how the Pharisees were. They were the blind leading the blind. They, they had those robes and they, they looked the part, but they, they really were just playing the part. And you know, that, that word hypocrisy is uh, the idea of like an actor that you're not. It's, it's acting like you're one way when you're actually another way. And that's what he was saying. The leaven of the Pharisees was this, hypocrisy. And, and he was seeing in the disciples, perhaps in this situation, that something was coming about in their lives 
that he needed them to be beware about, to take heed. And yet they, they, they looked, looked at the immediate. And what, the, what it is, is the next symptom is that they, they can't see themselves. Because often when Jesus is teaching us a lesson, it's not a lesson for others, it's a lesson for us. Often when Jesus is speaking to us through his word, the first port of call we ought to look at isn't how everyone else is not living this out, it's how we're living and perhaps not living this out. And he was actually getting to them, take heed, saying beware. And what he was referring to was to them. And later on, what we understand is they reason in verse 17, when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, why reason ye because ye have no bread? Then he says, perceive ye not, neither understand, have ye your heart yet hardened? It was actually their heart that he was most concerned about. It was their heart that he was most aware of and he needed them to be aware of. And, and yet when we start to go down the road of just trivializing a little bit and having a game show mentality of our Christianity, what happens is we start to not see ourselves. And our heart becomes hard. There's a hardness of heart to, that, that's, that's really equated in the Bible to unbelief. And we can be practical atheists, even as Christians walking around claiming to be something that we're not. And we live sometimes in that way we can become hypocritical and our heart can become unbelieving. And again, sometimes we just have pride in what we know rather than actually humility in how we're meant to be living that out. And what hardness comes from is really a lack of exercise. You know, I've been trying. I signed up probably foolishly, to play basketball again. And last week, I had, I was, I'm also coaching, and so I had coached for that afternoon, Thursday afternoon, and went to the game, and, and honestly, I was running a bit late, so I didn't stretch. And uh, by, by third quarter, well, second quarter, let's be honest, second quarter, um, I was starting to feel a bit of a twinge on the left hamstring, and, you know, we didn't have, we only had one sub, so I was like, okay, well, I'm committed to playing the full game. And by third quarter, I went in for a layup and a drive, and I twisted my ankle and my hamstring. I think, I'm pretty sure it nearly went. It was probably hanging by a thread. And so I limped off, and the rest of the game, I was on the bench watching my team, sadly, get decimated. All right, so <laughs> let's just be real tonight. We had no hope, but... All of that to say that, you know, sometimes when you're not in that habit of exercising those things, they become hardened. <laughs> I used to be flexible, but I'm not anymore. And it, used, it becomes that way when we sort of just trivialize and we, we rely on just what we know about the Christian life rather than living the Christian life, is we harden ourselves. Because what faith is, it, faith is an exercise, you're meant to exercise your faith. You're not meant just to know your faith. You're meant to exercise your faith. And there's a lot of 
Christians about to pull their spiritual hamstring tonight because they've just, over the years, eroded their spiritual condition. And those things that would never have tripped them up before suddenly becomes a trip hazard every time they step. And, and he was warning them something was happening in their heart, these disciples, that he needed to, they needed to be aware of. But, you know, when we trivialize our faith, then it's hard for us to see ourselves. And the question he asks them in verse 18, he says, Having eyes, see ye not? Having ears, hear ye not? And do you not remember? And he's trying to remind them there are some things they do know. They've, they've, they've majored on the minors. So there's, there's those things that they did know. And then he says, he's, really, he's astounded at them. How is it that you do not understand? I mean, you were there. You've seen it before. But the question that he asked there are, do you not remember? And what it was, they had, they had become forgetful of those things that he's already taught them. He'd pointed to the Pharisees before. He'd shown them the hypocrisy. He'd show them the, the, really the, the hypocrisy of Herod and some of the fanfare. He was meant to be a friend of the nation, and yet what he was, he just had eroded the, the, the nation. He had eroded them. And they had become forgetful of what he had already taught them. And a person with, with trivial faith, it easily forgets all that the Lord has already done and shown. And it's like there, there's a constant relearning. And, and we understand we can be pretty stubborn as people. Right? Sometimes God has to bring us through several times for us to get it. And I know that because I'm like that. But we can't take for granted what, what, what we already know. And, and yet, well, the only way we can be current in that is to just practice. Practice what we know. You know, practice doesn't just make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And they had become forgetful. And, and again, they just needed to get back to that exercising of what they already knew. And sadly, our faith sometimes can become of little importance to us. We just know what we know. And the result of that is, is what we find, I think, in James chapter 1. So quickly turn there, we'll be done. And and verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway, Notice this, forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and this word continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the works, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain, empty, not real. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. But right at the outset, the verse 22, the, the point is, be it.
And really the, the result of that and what, God, what the Lord Jesus was trying to get them to understand is they can't, if they don't, they don't take heed and they're not so focused on the, if they stop, if they just uh, will just realize that they're so focused on those peripheral things, even as they went about with Jesus, then what it was, they were going to miss out on the, the point of it. They're not just to be hearers of the word, they're to be doers of the word. And the result is, if they don't, they were going to deceive themselves. And, and, you know, the Christian life is not a mere exercise in knowing, but it's an exercise in doing. And if we don't, then the, the result is we deceive ourselves. We start to harden. We start to put ourselves in situations that we would never believe, and what it, what it is is we've just forgotten We've deceived ourselves. We've, we've not realized us, what kind of person we are and what kind of person we ought to be. And tonight, really, there's a lot of you that know a lot. And some of you are, and some of sometimes all of us, we're, we're happy with what we know. But what God wants is he wants us to be those not only who know a lot, but do much with what we know. And that's really the key. Um, don't treat the Christian life like a game show where you just know a lot. Treat it as it is. It's life. And live it out. Because really, he just doesn't want you to be a hearer of the word. He wants you to be a doer of the word or else you'll be deceived. And you know who, who's going to deceive you? You're going to deceive yourself. That's it. Brother Drew, thanks. Thanks.